Charlene Chaherlis. Who? 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 Were you fucking owl? The lady you've been talking dirty to on telephone every day last week. Yeah, all right. You know what? You can't tie me to her. Yeah, well, who needs to? Because your ass is on a plane back to New Jersey, Jagoff. Oh, man. I just... Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Because she got a great ass! And you got your head all the way up it! Hello and welcome to episode 469, nice, of <laughs> Film Bastards. It is our 10-year anniversary show and um, we are here. My name is Ian Loring and as always I'm joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. I'm Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello one and all. So, we skipped a week, I asked to skip to uh, skip a week. And every single podcast on earth took to, talked about Black Panther Wakanda forever. Well, guess what? We're not, because Mark and Becky didn't fucking see it. And that's nope. fine. We, we, that we, is we, we, did, we did not stamp our contractual obligation yet. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. This is the first one. This could be This could be like the dawn of things to come. But I'm still going to go and see it, because huh. I want to see it. It's just life. <laughs> well, I, I made it through 10 minutes of Black Adam. So, um, <laughs> you know, maybe this is the dawn of a new era where we don't feel beholden to them. Mm. Um, but what have we got instead? Well, um, we, we've got a very controversial figure that some people uh, appear to think is actually a real person. We're going to be analysing Lydia Tar <laughs> in Tar. Um Fucking amazing uh, that <laughs> people actually thought she was real. Um, and uh, also, um, a film I heard this morning described as Succession Meets Saw. It's probably a bit much, but we'll talk about the menu. Um, so, the, we're not, we, we trailed that we were going to cover The Master. Now, unfortunately, The Master used his pseudo-Scientology powers to brick my 4K player. <laughs> Um, so I'm getting a replacement player, um, but the um, the the disc was stuck in the player. So um, yeah, I'm not in- exactly sure what to do about that. So we're not talking about the master this week. Maybe we will next week. I don't know. Um, but we're we're starting late. I'm talking slow, but we we need to crack on. So patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Um, we are going to be um, recording Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows next week. Um, so uh, look forward to that. Um, but if you were a patron, you had a chance to win, Mark and Becky don't know this, uh, a copy of Quentin Tarantino's Cinema Speculation because I bought it on Amazon and then saw that the audiobook had bits read by Quentin Tarantino and went, fuck it, I'm just going to use an Audible credit instead. Ooh, so does that? Does yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I, I, so, might, I might audiobook that as well then. Yeah, too right. Um so um I um launched a giveaway on the uh the Patreon. It was the first person to comment I'm a QT for QT. 
and uh, whoever did that won it. And Glenn Pickard, who has now won, I think, two giveaways in a row, because <laughs> that dude is on it and good on him, uh, is going to be getting a copy of, of Cinema Speculation. Um, Lord knows when it will arrive, because the Royal Mail is striking constantly, but um, it will be with Glenn at some point. So, good work, Glenn. Um, also... On this week, uh, actually, on this week's show, uh, well, sorry, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. So, Chinstroker versus Punter, uh, his film, her movie, uh, Entertainment Landfill, the rewatch project. Um, there we go. We are Pod Syndicate, and we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Listen to those podcasts. It's it's been a few weeks. I'm rusty, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I I think that was probably. Oh, we've got um, some feedback uh, as well. Uh, some like uh, a couple of messages which we're gonna play um, at some point during the show. So let's get into it. Um, I know we said we weren't gonna cover film news, but just to say, Bob Iger coming back to Disney and replacing the guy who replaced him is very, very funny. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it, 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 it's it's massive. Look, we tried this. It didn't work. We know y'all don't like Bob, but he's really good at making money. <laughs> but the, the the thing is, the creatives did like him. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like the whole Disney Plus thing was basically him kind of like, right, we're going to do big stuff on Disney Plus. But the feeling is now, like, they're probably going to use like cinema exhibition almost as like a loss leader, but with the chance of actually making money to advertise things on Disney Plus because if films have a theatrical run, it gives them a certain sheen that not having a theatrical run doesn't give. So there there we go. I just think, how badly must you fuck up your job where you're replaced by the guy who retired? (laughs) The thing is, it happens quite a lot. In these types of things, it uh, it's staggering. But yeah, I'm hopefully it's gonna be better for the people who have to work under Disney. And uh, that 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 yeah, there we go. Uh, Chapik was very much a numbers man. Um, was behind some really controversial shit. Like I was at Disney Florida last month. That shit is really fucking expensive and. They nickel and dime you for bloody everything these days. Um, and I know they did previously, but just the fact that you used to have the lightning lane where it was like, okay, take a ticket, come back between this time and this time, and you can get in the fast queue. And now they go, nope, fuck you, you can pay. But then you can also only do one of those at a time. And you like the queue may not be for fucking hours. It's a ridiculous system. Um, but anyway, yes, he was a numbers man. He was just all about the money, money, money. Iger seems to be a bit more about the creativity, even if that's just for like the glory of saying, "Look what I did." Yeah. But I'm glad he's back, and it's not Bob Chapek anymore. Yeah. Right. So we talked. There you go. We talked some news. So, trailers. We've not recorded for over two weeks. So, just not that many though. No, there's not. <laughs> there's, really there, not. there's some. There's some. But there's not many. 
Yeah, I, 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 I expected it to be more, and there's not that many. We've watched a few, haven't we, Dex? Yes. You said that confused there. She's sounding confident. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remember watching any. I think we watched like a few last week. We did like a bit of a go through. What have you? What have you caught you? Uh, so, um, I, mean, I know you guys won't be interested in this at all. So, I, I watched the uh, the final trailer for Avatar: The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've booked a half day off work to go see Avatar. Uh, <laughs> It is a quarter past three showing, and it is not due to finish until six fifty-two. Um, so uh, Bex is definitely not going to see Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, and, I think I sent uh, you a message the other day, didn't I, Mark? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of the runtime with just nope written underneath it. And and, and I can't say I blame you. <laughs> so. Um, there will be something hitting Netflix that week, I'm sure, that we will talk about I, instead I, as a main review. I will be going to see Avatar The Way of Water. Okay, all right. Well, we are going to talk about it then. So, Who will uh, you go with, Mark? Who will I go with? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will probably go with a, with, with a Never Bet Against James Cameron cinema full of people. <laughs> Whatever, Mark. It's a fair point, though. Um yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I'm like, like I've said, like I said on the show previously, I'm thinking of it as a fucking fairground ride at this point, and it'll be pretty. So, my, 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 I, the thing is, I agree with your with what you're saying there, and I am intrigued, and that is why his money's moves make money is because people get intrigued by them. But in the back of my brain, I'm going, Ian's actually right. That that is the best way to look at this. But the back of my brain bit is going, can you imagine being on Nemesis for three and a bit hours? Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> That runtime is fucking ridiculous. Like, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, it's fucking daft. It is. I'm gonna admit, you've been promising to make five of these twats. This is only the second one you've made, and you've made it that long. Just trim a bit. Just, just, yeah. just trim a little. I just. But I, it might. It, it might be a banger. It might be. I really, it, really, genuinely hope it is. Because it's got to have something that takes away from how fucking ugly it looks. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Three weeks tomorrow. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of mad that after like thirteen years, the Avatar sequel's three weeks away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's see how it goes. Um. Okay. So there's that. Um. Do 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 do. Uh. There's a couple of biggies. Um. Elemental, the new uh, teaser trailer for the new Pixar, where they, I thought it was interesting that they did not make clear that it was going to be only in cinemas or anything like that, so we'll see. Um, Yeah, I I did notice that and thought, ooh, they're holding out, aren't they, a little bit here? A a little bit, a little bit. Um, I mean, it's Pixar doing, well, you know, we did uh, Emotions, and now we're doing kind of elements or like static things. Yeah, a little bit like the the little British gas man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great shout. Yeah. Um. Hey, w- let's see. It basically says this is the concept. We'll have another trailer for you in three months. The, the thing is, Inside Out is really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. So why not? Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued enough. I also really liked um, 
What's it called? It's Silhouette. Oh. Yeah. What one? The one earlier on this year. Turning Red? Turning Red, that was it. Turning Red. Yeah, I really like that as well. Yeah. What's, what's the cat doing? He's playing with his jingly Christmas tree. He can fuck off. He says you can fuck off too. He's been locked out of the room all day and he's missed his jingly Christmas tree. He's only playing with that for a podcast. And yeah, he's he's a yeah, yeah, little dickhead. <laughs> he never fucking touches it at all when we're not podcasting. He's yeah, obviously yeah. knows it's Christmas. Uh, it is weird that he brings it out at Christmas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, so uh, the first trailer for, um, or the trailer for Ennis Men, if that's how you pronounce it. I think um, it is, yeah. So, I mean, th- this is a trailer that's kind of telling you what the vibe is going to be. Um, it reminds me of that fucking... What is it? Like the public information film about the kid drowning? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great vibe. I mean, this um, Mark... Oh, God, what's his name? He directed Bait, which I haven't seen. All I've got is Mark Benton in my head, but that was that big guy. Jenkins. Um, Mark Jenkins, yeah. Jenkins, not Benton. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Bait. I need to catch up with Bait. And this looks like it was just shot on 16mm. And then... Uh, Ian, I'm reading Ennis Man. It was shot on 16mm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, then kind of like run through a tractor. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah. Like, he's he's obviously going for something with that. What This looks like it could be bloody brilliant on a massive screen with some big sound just being all atmospheric and creepy. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, bloody right. I think it comes out in January. Looking forward to it. Um, bum, 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 bum. i got a couple of biggies. So I'll hand it over to you guys. Uh, we watched, finally got to see the, I've not watched it yet, the Bones and All trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's, I wanted to go in knowing nothing about this, and now I know a lot about it. I kind of want to see it more. <laughs> nice. I was like, I was watching the trailer going, and I'm like, wait, this is a horror film? <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Bones and All. Yeah. Uh, it, like, it, it looks like it's just Timmy Chalamet going, like, oh, all these people going to see a film because it's me in it. Here you fucking go, enjoy. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So I commented to Mark when this when we saw this in the cinema, didn't we? Yeah. Um, when we saw this, um, something that hadn't occurred to me before, and it was because of this, he how he looks in this trailer. What do you think? I think Timothy Chalamet is for girls of a younger age now. What? Baby Leonardo DiCaprio, say Romeo and Juliet era, was for sure. my generation. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just pretty and talented and just, yeah. 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 Even, even though, I'll tell you what though, somebody who I think is going to give them a run for them is money and they're both in June part two. Right. Austin Butler, I heard his him speak 
like his in his real voice. I just feel so honored to be here. I mean, I just got to meet Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I'm standing next to Tom Hanks. And Jesus fucking Christ, that guy could probably talk most of the population of Earth into spontaneous ejaculation if he tried hard enough. <laughs> that is a sexy voice. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. He's. I don't think like young Leonardo Di- DiCaprio really like used it well. Like he, he seemed... Oh, I think he did. Oh, I think he did. I don't know. I think I think Chalamet's got the same kind of ethereal air to him that young Leonardo DiCaprio did. Yeah. But Chalamet yeah, does look like he... he fucks, though. Like, Chalamet looks like he fucks. Yeah, but Austin Butler looks like he fucks dirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks like he fucks hard. He'd be like, to the fucking hell hard. Austin Butler. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I mean, you no, you're right, though. You're yeah, right. you are right. Like, prr. Yeah. Um, where were we? What, what I will say there is 100% Austin Butler has fucked more women older than he is, than younger than he is, whereas Charlemagne oh, probably just swims shit. out his own pool. <laughs> That's he's, a good shout. He's banging Kaya Gerber, isn't he? Yes. What's a Kaya Gerber? Cindy Crawford's daughter. Yeah. Oh really? Shit. Okay. Yeah. He was with he was with uh, Depp's kid for a bit, wasn't he? He was for a little bit, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But he never got with Saoirse Ronan, idiot. Um. Where were we? I think we were about to get to the Bonesnall. Yeah. Oh, I will say. Um, I saw uh, the the trailer for Senior. I was with which... for a bit as well, wasn't I? He was with Baby B for a bit, I think, wasn't he? That's a whole Yeah. I mean... She looks like she'd be real dirty as well. I think she's yeah. taught him a few things. She taught... Yeah, yeah. I was thinking exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you get the feeling that fucking her and Baby Z, literally, it was like, it was like I just can't... No. This is not me. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. Like, I was like, like this is too fucking weird. <laughs> get out of here. Why is there a candle and what are you going to do with that cinnamon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool, okay. a swing! That's not the same swing you think it is, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, right, okay. Um, but, yeah, Senior. Um, so, apparently this is really good. It kind of looks like it's just Robert Downey Jr. wanting to make a film about his dad. Yeah, <laughs> I did think that. But, uh, during the trailer I was going, I mean, I'll watch it. <laughs> They, this is on Netflix either next week or the week after. I'm 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 going to give it a poke. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I actually, I'm going to check out how how um, how long it is first. <laughs> so it, it's like people who have seen it say it is really really good. So you know, let's 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 see what comes of it. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it's just the the two biggies for me. Right. One of these I really like, one of them's really worried me. Huh. Yeah. What's the one that you really like? Uh, I will say that John Wick 4's trailer is about as perfect as a fucking trailer can be. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. All, All I want is... Keanu Reeves and Hiroyuki Sanada to have conversations with each other 
where they obviously used to be friends, but they can't be friends anymore. And they have regrets in life, but they know that they're just, they're too far gone to make things right. So instead, they just need to keep on going down the dark roads they're going down. Uh, let me eat that with a big spoon, please. Yeah, I, I love how they how they basically are going. Do you know what? We're just gonna keep on world building and build more of a world. We are essentially creating a a big graphic novel series as a collection of movies. Yeah, and I think that's brilliant. It just it looks like it's going to be thrilling, rich really fucking just interesting but also just ridiculously entertaining it's they are this in the same year we're going to get John Wick chapter 4 and a new Mission Impossible movie it's going to be really exciting and it's it? just like we're very very lucky people in the same month we get John Wick chapter 4 in Creed 3 yeah it's I mean, the next year's just got like right this was the year where cinema kind of... This year's been a banger for cinema. There's been so many great films. And so many great, interesting films as well. Despite what Paul from Trinch Road says, says, utter wretch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> so, it has been a great year for cinema. Every year is a great year for cinema. If you don't think it is, you've not watched enough films from that year. Sort yourself <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but every year is a great year for cinema but so this year has been brilliant for really interesting cinema mm. yep. um, and you know the best blockbuster isn't a superhero movie which is interesting mm -hmm. next year you've got two non-superhero properties that are going to be huge and I just get the feeling that next year is going to be the year of right boom again and I'm, yep. just, I'm, I'm pumped and John Wick Chapter 4 did that and then a film that I really didn't expect a trailer I didn't expect me to go huh oh at was what did you want before the Miami? next Magic Mike movie hmm. it's it's interesting that they've explicitly said that it's inspired by the creation of Magic Mike Live. The thing is, do you know what it looks like? It looks like the trailer for a Magic Mike sequel that Channing Tatum needed to make because his career had gone on the rocks. And that's not what it is. It, 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 I, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't. I'm hoping it's better than... than I, I think it will be, because I have faith in Channing Tatum, and I don't think Soderbergh would make something that looks so much like generic sequel. I, I, I really hope the other cast are in it, because this, like, you know, as much it is, as, as these films are, Mike, it's also a lot of, like, Joe Maggianalo and... Um, the, the guy who plays the uh, wolf man in it. Um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah, you know the guy I'm talking... You know, and it, it's... 
you know, and the last one introduced Donald Glover, and the, the, you know, it, it, the fact that it's now Mike's kind of like on his own making a live show just feels a bit of a, a really what why why who? Um, yeah, I mean, and you know, Matt Bomer and whatnot. You know, it's just so. I mean, we'll see. And if it's just going to be like a very like personal story of him doing this live show and like seemingly maybe having a bit of a thing with Salma Hayek. It could, it could well work, but it definitely didn't give me the buzz that I w was expecting. Because when this was announced, it was like, holy shit, let's go. And then they announced, not okay, it's not going to be HBO Max anymore. It's getting a theatrical release. Yep, which would make me go, oh, this is going to be good then. And then when that trailer came out, I was like, what, he goes to like a little theatre in London and he's putting on a... No... No, I want sexy club dancing. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want him to to look to fucking to bring it out and gentrify it. <laughs> it's like he it. went. Oh god, and he went to a bit where he dances on someone really creepily as well. But I want him to dance on people. No, but it was creepily done. I can't remember now. I'd have to read. What? Because she was like asleep or something. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I can't remember now. I just remember getting really dirty. Just at a London bus stop. Someone's <laughs> just waiting for a bus and fucking Mike's just there fucking grinding yeah. away at the side of the bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, it comes out in February. It'll be a good thing to talk about in February. The thing is, it's probably going to be really quite sweet and quite nice and fun and everything like that. It's, I think it's a bit of a shit trailer. Yeah, and look, I mean, I've got I've got faith in Soderbergh. Like, yeah. dude's been doing some really good work lately. So yeah. let's 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 see how it goes. Um, and like, it's just the fact that you like you kind of thought like I mean, I, I think we said that Soderbergh just seemed happy making stuff for HBO Max. It's cool that it's like actually no, this is gonna be out in cinemas. So um, yeah, Magic Mike's Last Dance, February, John Wick. March, yeah. Um, Nate's Nate's year is starting to take shape, and it, it, it's looking pretty fucking good. So <laughs> it's the bit like in right. So they're in like an apartment thing. It's the bit when he dances up on Selma Hayek, and it's just them two in the room. And I think she says something like, "Oh, show me what you can do," or something. So she, he just starts, but like really fucking intensely dancing on her. No, that's what I want. No, it's gross. I would take two hours of just of just of just of just literally they just, they're just pushing random women into this fucking apartment, and all he just fucking does is just dance over and over again. Because he's not hot anymore. While Austin it? Butler talks into their ear. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. See, this is it. They should have fucking got Butler in it. I'd watch the. There's a fucking out of that. cowboy. Oh, I'd watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> Butler just fucking comes in, just starts talking as a cowboy, and then just fucking starts dancing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I, I literally think that, that nobody would give a shit that everybody in the audience just started jerking off. Uh -huh. That would definitely happen. It's required. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if there was somebody not jerking off, you'd be going, what are you doing, you pervert? I mean, they caused themselves an injury, just like the sheer amount of semen that would be uh, building up in their balls would just lead to absolute <laughs> pandemonium. Just, the person would just pop. You'd be like, well, you deserve that, you prude. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um... Okay, trailers. Wow, we. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, some fun manic energy to the show so far. I'm enjoying this. Um, 
Right, so time let's, is let's the thing. talk about time that is, is the essential figure, piece of uh, interpretation. You cannot start without me. See, I start the clock. Now, my left hand, it shapes, but my right hand, the second hand, marks time and moves it forward. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means that time stops. Now, the illusion is that, like you, I'm responding to the orchestra in real right, time, making right. the decision about the right moment to restart the thing or reset it or throw time out the window altogether. The reality is that right from the very beginning, I know precisely what time really? it is and the exact moment that you and I will arrive at our destination together. So, written and directed by Todd Field, starring Kate Blanchett, Nina Hoss, uh, Mark Strong, and uh, others. Um, so, Tar is a an over two and a half hour uh, look at um, EGOT winner Lydia Tar, a controversial. Well, no, she's not even. She's not really controversial. She's seen as brilliant, but. She's not a nice person, but also makes some interesting points, but does things in a in a way that are not very becoming. And shit starts coming out of the woodwork about her. But also, people make really stupidly edited YouTube videos, which are easy to argue against. It's a it's a film of conflicts. And my prediction is that I'm the one who's going to have liked it the most. In You love it when Kate Blanchett plays a, a problematic lesbian, though, don't you? <laughs> Actually, shit, that's a letterbox list. <laughs> um, but you're right, I do. Um, so let's, let's see. Becky, what do you make of Tar? I know what my rating is, but I don't know how to get from A to B on it. Um, wow, what? <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, it's a very, very good film, is what I would say. It's beautifully made, beautifully acted. The, I think, I said to you, didn't I, the, the first scene where she's talking real, like, inside baseball shit about conducting, yeah. that's to weed people out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is very definitely to get rid of the people that they know will not vibe with this movie. Yeah. Mm. It's the fact that it's so long as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's quite gripping. Even, oh, yeah, I know nothing about fucking conducting and classical music and all this kind of shit, but like listening to her talk about it, she's a very charismatic figure and you can see why she's got to where she's got. Um, you know, as, as it's, it's just, it's a fantastic performance. Um, and yeah, she's just a piece of shit, isn't she? She's she's just a nasty bully, and she deserves what she gets. Mm. You know the points that she's making regarding back and separating the art from the artist is basically the argument she's having with this boy, isn't it? Yeah. She's not. You know, p- people can choose to do that or not to do that, but nothing that she's saying is particularly controversial but it's it's the way she's talking to him uh, uh, can I eject a little bit mm. I actually don't think that that is the problematicness of her I think that in that she's she's being a bit of a dick 
but I think she's getting away with it because she's calling him all this stuff. It's like, but you're, you're you're saying you don't like this. What is it because of this? But you like this guy, and you're not even considering this, or you're not even considering this. You're choosing. You're you're picking to not like this that's, because that's of this. His choice to but, make, yeah, and he is, doesn't but, spout but, that at her. She pushes and pushes until he goes, "Look, I just don't like him because." No, he he wouldn't consider it. Not, nothing to do with his talent. To do with his personal life, where she says, "But what about this guy? Or what about this guy? Hmm. Or what about this person?" And, but and she's, I agree with that. It, it's all of the other bit, the fact that she's just a dick. <laughs> and that's the thing; she's enjoying it. Like she kind of holds back at first, hmm. but then when she gets going, she like just goes full tilt at him. Yeah, she properly and, lays into this university age boy. And it, it is, it's just bullying. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, and it, it's, um, Mark and I have been involved in a conversation today where it, this very much springs to mind. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say any more than that, yeah. but, um, it, it yeah, there, there are some interesting perspectives out there. Um, and, the, the the thing is with with this example, the, the her overall point you absolutely yeah you absolutely understand you you I was uh, I, I, I I was agreeing with her on things but it it is just like that toxic way of how this stuff is discussed on uh, like with like both both sides of of this stuff like that ma- that Max does seem pretty like he he makes these statements that are i, I just like they seem like he'd be very easy to offend yeah but at the same time he's get like he obviously respects her but then she just pushes and pushes and pushes mm. and then he's just like you're a fucking bitch and and then by the end of it it's like yeah she is but also there's validity to what what she's saying, and th- th- this th- this this whole film, it's a like a deconstruction of her and the way she goes about things, while also making clear that she is a genius, and the way that she's kind of like she's protected by these people. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking myself through. But it's like you don't even really get any kinds of accusation-y kind of things until probably like an hour and a half into the film. Um, that's it's, that's it's, it, it, yeah, it's probably about an hour and a half, close mm. to two hours, yeah. It's it's brilliantly structured because it just unfolds. There's never... You, you, you start to get kind of like something's not right here something's problematic and then it, it gradually unfolds it doesn't pounce on you yeah by the time it's like kind of revealed I guess as to what's going on you know already mm. and like I mean just like her with the Russian girl um, who it's it's almost like she's in the beginning stages of like grooming yeah but it, and but then I thought that was clever how they kind of start building that up, but then she take she takes her uh, away to like New York or wherever it is they go, and then the Russian girl just immediately fucks off. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, she's not and, here and, for any of Kate Blanchett's bullshit. Yeah, no, ex- ex- exactly. And it's like, does she 
does she know what she's doing with Kate Blanchett? Maybe, maybe not. You, you, you honestly don't get a, a, an a, a real idea there. But it, it's just this great deconstruction of Tar, where Tar twenty years ago, like the 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 girl would have been all over her. She wouldn't have been Tar wouldn't have had to put in any effort. And Tar's barely putting in any effort here. It's just like I'm taking you away. Let's go out for dinner, and then we're probably and then we're gonna fuck. And she's like, Actually, well, no, I, uh, I, you know, I'm gonna, I've I'm, I'm jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, and and then she sees her in in the lift, you know, and then that stuff's never really never really discussed. I think it's just it feels like a film that has like snapshots of her life, which probably does feed into some of the confusion people had about thinking that Lydia Tarr was a real person. When, but then also. By the end of it, the absolute cancellation of her, but also that cancellation in a way where people say they're cancelled, but they still pop up in things where she's been cancelled. She's humiliated by the fact that she asks the hotel for a massage and the guy just basically like gives her directions to her like a brothel um, of like underage women or whatever that was. But then... You know, she's still getting lauded, but as a conductor for a Monster Hunter World <laughs> uh, concert, uh, which was incredible. That looks um, way funner though than what she was doing before. But yeah, but yeah, I, I, I mean, but now it's like she's found this place where she's still getting feted, she's still getting celebrated, but I'm in this other world where. Yeah, but it's a big step down, isn't it, for someone who clearly gives an awful lot of a fuck about status? Oh yeah, yeah, That's but the point. I, but but I mean, like, but then like that that scene where she goes back to her childhood home and like she's she's watching that um, video, um, and it, it, it's almost like her kind of like getting back to okay, it is about the music, and then at the end of it, it's like yeah, she is basically humiliated, but at the same time, she's still conducting in front of a massive audience and it's just this comment like there's a lot of comments in this film but it's just like that's this comment of how if people are famous even if they're cancelled they'll still find a home somewhere yeah that that there will still be somewhere where their name alone will still carry enough weight that somebody will go you know what we're not bothered about that even but it is very very funny just the, the massage bit, and then she like froze up. But I thought that was just such a good. This is how far down low you've come. But at the same time, you still have a job. You're still probably going to get paid very well, and you're still being celebrated. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, fucking interesting. Like I loved it, by the way. But Mark, what do you think of it? It's for a movie that is that is very much. I mean, it's, like I say, it is over two and a half hours long, and it's not like it's not eat your vegetables. It is just it's very fucking wholemeal rice. Mm. <laughs> um, but you are there going, this fucking wholemeal rice is fucking legit. Mm. This is this is the be- this is some fucking top grade fucking wholemeal rice. This was fucking rice for lunch today. This was fucking milled by the, the fucking best. This was some <laughs> artisan shit. Uh, it's it's like that. <laughs> it's ridiculously watchable. Mm. 
Mm. And I didn't think it was going to be as watchable. For a film as dry as it is as, as well. As it is, yeah. It helps that you've got some real good music in there. I mean, yeah, but it's just the... You watch it and you you never think you are an unmitigated piece of shit about her. But you do think you're just a dickhead. You're just you're an you're an arrogant dickhead who has who has got to the point of it, you are so wrapped up in how amazing you are that you only give a shit about how things affect you. But also, to be fair, also obviously loves her adopted daughter. She does yeah, but still is willing to fuck over her partner. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, absolutely. It just like it's, it feels three dimensional. Where yeah. like it just like with her kid, she could have just as easily been like inattentive and just not giving a fuck. Yeah, but but she yeah she still yeah that, that's it. She still she's not. It's not everything. It's not it's it's not trying to black and white and say look she's a horrible person to everybody. But it is that just she only really gives a shit about how. She's only chasing her own thrills. Hmm. She's very selfish, isn't she? Yeah, and that's it. And it's you know, it it, it is very much a comment on, um, I think on on often sort of like these things like um, you know, the orchestras um, and these conservatories and things like that. They are. Often, you know, they 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 exist on a on a sphere above where most people would even know that they exist. Mm. Which is why a lot of people thought Lydia Tower was a real person. Yeah, because they just there will there will be some fucking douchebag, probably in a fucking trilby, on a night out on a, on a student night out, going, "Yeah, well, I've been a fan of Lydia Tower for quite a while, actually." Yeah. And then yeah. somebody's been sat there going, "You know, she's not real, mate." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is. I liked her earlier stuff at a party, hasn't he? But it's really entertaining, and you're still kind of interested in what is actually going to happen to her as you're watching her going, "Oh, really?" Everybody around you knows that you've picked this cello piece so that you can try and fuck this girl. Yeah. But you're also getting away with it because they're going, oh, "But you know what? The problem is, yes, you might fuck this girl, but also as well." It's gonna be good, but that other cellist as well. Like the way, like she's just like, well, this is unusual. But if you if you think it's right, and she's just so fucking fuming, yeah, she, she just keeps, and she can't that, say anything. Yeah, it's the fact that she keeps looking at uh, Nina Hoss as well. And yeah, say, yeah. Seriously, you. Everybody knows what's going on here. Are you not gonna say anything? But I, and I mean, yeah, that that's the it's just the whole everybody knows that she's a problem, but no one says anything. I mean, it you know Harvey Weinstein, yeah. Even yeah. though then again, Tar- Tar- Tarantino claims he didn't know, and you know maybe he didn't, but mm. um, and yeah, I it, there's just there's a lot going on in this film. I mean, like, did you guys see the? A uh, long-haired woman in the background of some of the um, some of the shots. Like she wakes up in bed at one point, and in like the bathroom behind her, there's just like a shadow of a woman there. Oh no! Who would have noticed that? No. 
Yeah, there's a there's a couple there's a couple of moments. I, I screen grabbed it actually. I sent it to um, sent it to Jord. Let me um. Uh, forward. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Have a look at this now. Ooh, yeah. Mm. You know, shit like that. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's, it's, the things I, I didn't know. It was um, Todd Field. Until mm. um, we started watching it, and then that came up, and I was like, "Ooh, wait a minute!" Todd Field of uh, Little Children and um, in the bedroom, for the bedroom, yeah. And, and I was like, "All right, that's interesting," because he, he doesn't make a lot of films. I think this is his, his third film in like twenty years. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm very glad that it's good because if you put all three of those films together, they are. Three fantastic movies. Um, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. Blanchett is is very, very good in it without playing anyone that's too... It's not an over-the-top performance either. No. I think you, you've mentioned it a few times. It, it, it feels quite naturalistic. It just it, it feels like a lived-in performance. Like, it just... it it does feel like you're just watching a person who's got history and is absolutely sure of themselves and doesn't even necessarily think that they're doing anything wrong in what they're doing. Mm. And it they just, they're very comfortable in their position and you just watch them get knocked down, but only after about an hour and a half of the creeping realisation of just how much of a piece, piece of shit she is. Yes. Yeah. Really, Def- really good film. Definitely not shit. Uh, yeah, d- it could be shit. tickling the uh, top ten for me. The in a lot of other years, this would be like top two, top three, maybe even one. Uh, it might not even be top five for me, but I think it'd be top ten. That's just a again, it's a continued sign of um, how uh, good a year it's been. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, definitely tickling the top ten. Becky, you, what's yours? Yeah, do you know what? I was going to go with Thanks, I Hate It. Because I, I hate, hate her it. so much. No, because I hate her. Yeah, but, but, but I don't... That, you and it annoyed me. But, like, ultimately, her uppance does come. And I feel like Thanks, I Hate It is damning it with faint praise. Yeah. So it's it's a definitely not shit. Uh, and I do Big, like it that her so, Sorry, massive fan of her uppance does come. I've never heard that before. That was great. <laughs> well done. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, but that's it. It does. Oh, I like that because although she's still in the money, that will burn her inside that she's doing that. Oh yeah, performing for fucking cosplayers. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. It, but there will it be was to just her. with the credits at the start. I noticed that there was like a credit for Monster Hunter World, and I thought that's interesting, <laughs> and I completely fucking forgot about it. So then when that voiceover started, I was just like, what? No, 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 and then they do that shot of the crowd. It was like, <laughs> that's brilliant. It was you actually oh, such a good ending. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> <laughs> and then started laughing. That's, it's just it's such a fucking weirdly funny ending yeah. that this woman who starts being interviewed for the for the New Yorker like th- ends the film doing fucking Monster Hunter concert. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, it, it's it's such a oh, it's wow. such a cleverly written and made movie by Todd Field. It, it's brilliant. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She is a piece of shit though. Audience poll: definitely shit fifty percent and shit fifty percent. Wow! Wow! Really? Yeah. Wow! Okay. Okay. Now, right. Okay. Good stuff. That's tar. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film, Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hey Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at it all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree... There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join... Anna. ...and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Caleb? 
Yes, ma'am. We're pretty close. <laughs> yes, ma'am. He wanted me to tell you that he loved you. Thanks. He asked me to check on y'all. And so, we're gonna be good friends. fight with some guys at school. I'll teach him some self-defense when he's failing up to it. What are you gonna do? Nothing bad. <laughs> For the damages. Never let anyone pick on you. Here. You keep it. Miss Peterson, are you sure you're comfortable with me staying here? I think it could be a good thing for us. You know, I promised Caleb I would do anything I could to help your family. But I'm afraid I haven't been fully honest with you. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't been here. Really, Mrs. Peterson, it's no problem. Let's talk some uh, what we've been watching. Mark, Bex, what have you guys got? Uh, we've not watched that much together, have we, Bex? No, we haven't really. Uh, we just uh, don't like each other more, do we? You fucking suck. <laughs> I do. Um, but we watched a little separate, haven't we? We watched... Um... We watched one together in two weeks. God, is that all it is? Because we didn't finish that, did we? We didn't finish that. No, we, 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 we've, we've half watched a few movies, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just The Guest? Yeah. We watched The Guest. I've got loads of other bits. Oh, yeah. The Guest slaps. The Guest is fucking brilliant. I want to see Dan Stevens as Bond. I just want it in my eyeballs. I, sh- I don't think we're going to get it, and I think it's going to be the, the biggest shame that we're not going to get it, because he would be fantastic as Bond. I... I was a little bit worried going at the guest to rewatch it, thinking, was it just a zeitgeist thing? Did it just catch a nice moment? Hmm. Nope. The guest is brilliant. And Dan Stevens is just an absolute fucking charisma fucking freight train through that movie. Oh, that bit where he gets out of the shower. The bit where he gets out of the shower is, yeah. fucking, is, is, is ridiculous. But it's even little, like, subtle bits... Like um, the bit where he goes to the um, where he goes to, uh, goes to the diner that she works at, mm. and he walks out and then takes the pins out of the grenades and then rolls them really theatrically <laughs> into the uh, into the diner <laughs> with this look on his face of right, you 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 have made me do this, but it is your fault. Fuck you, <laughs> and just rolls it in. And then the thumbs up he gives the kid at the end, where he's almost like to Luke, he's almost like he's proud of what he's done. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't blame you. Well done. I'm proud of you." <laughs> it's just honestly, the, the fact that we haven't had a sequel to this movie is horrible. No, oh, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Oh it's... Do you know what? In in the sequel, right? Yeah. He can be the character that he is in this, 
but he's got a sidekick, right? Yeah. Played by Austin Butler. Can you fucking imagine? Austin Butler as a cowboy stripper. <laughs> They'd need to put, like, you know those pee mats that you get for puppies? You'd have to put them on all the seats. Uh, yeah, you'd have, have to be a splash towel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Why is it plastic on the floor? <laughs> That's fucking detailed. I'm all done. Yeah, the guest is, honestly, for anybody who's not gone back to watch it, that enjoyed it sort of like like eight years ago, please go back and watch it. Do yourself a favour because it is so much fun. It definitely stands up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's a, it's a rip-roaring like fucking hundred minutes that is just ridiculously entertaining. <laughs> what have you watched on your solo bets? Because I've got quite a few. Do you want to go first? I can do if you would like. Um, so, again, I'm going to say, remember, I am watching a lot of these, um, essentially on my iPad during my lunches and breaks at work. So I can't watch anything too kind of like fucking gnarly, because mm. people at work might see it and be a little bit like, the fucking hell, what's he watching over there? Um, and also when I can't watch anything that, that's going to get me too involved, because I'm going to watch them in blocks. So I'm gonna start off. I watched Down with Love, um, the nice. Peyton Reed, uh, Renée Zellweger, Hugh McGregor uh, film, um, which is like 19 years old. Um, right, this is how you do a rom com that's kind of taking the piss out of rom coms <laughs> by rather than doing a rom com that takes the piss out of rom coms, you just do a rom com that is a rom com that's having a laugh at itself. Yeah. Um, Hugh McGregor is very, very, very good in this, uh, and him and David Hyde Pierce playing off each other is an awful lot of fun. Um, but Renée Zellweger is just incredibly captivating in it as well, and the whole story. Have you seen Down with Love Bags? No. So, um, I'm going to spoil alert it for you. Because it's like a, like a near 20 year old movie. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. So Fire. Yeah. I, I think you should because I think you'd actually quite enjoy it. Yeah. So the idea is that um, is that Renée Zellweger plays, it's all set in the early 60s. She plays a girl who has written a book called Down With Love mm-hmm. that is basically about how women should reject love and reject, um, essentially reject giving away sex too easy. By instead getting their gratification from chocolate to the point of where they no longer feel the need for love. Um, because they're so full of chocolate. Because they're getting that, that thrill from chocolate that they can then start being like men and having casual sex. <laughs> right. Hugh McGregor plays a hotshot reporter who is like the cat of the town. Um, and they end up in this fucking cat and mouse of trying to manipulate each other. And it's really, really fun. Fair I had a fucking great time rewatching Down With Love. It's a banger. Good times. Nice. Right. Um, I also watched The Comeback Trail. The <laughs> Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman and Zach Braff movie. <laughs> from a couple of years ago. What? What I will say here, I had a good enough time with this. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
De Niro and um, Zach Braff um, play um, De Niro's Zach Braff's uncle. They play like low budget movie producers called their thing is called Miracle Pictures, and they end up owing a mobster played by Morgan Freeman like three hundred and fifty grand because he's invested in one of their movies. Um, but the movie can't be played because nuns are, pr- are pr- protesting against it. So no theatre will play it. So he comes up with this great idea to um, to essentially have a big star die on his set and he can claim the insurance. But the problem is the star is Tommy Lee Jones and he won't die. <laughs> so it's just loads of De Niro trying to kill... Tommy Lee Jones by an accident and not been able to. There's a brilliant scene where they because De Niro doesn't think they're actually going to make this movie. It's just he's hoping that Tommy Lee Jones is going to die on the first day of filming. So they're trying to interview for a director, and like there's this a couple of directors come out in this interview process and give these really like like bad kind of it's going to be like this, and then this this. Um, this woman comes out and gives this really interesting, like, really good idea. Um, and Daniel goes, he's like, Zach Brass, like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And Daniel goes, yeah, that's that's great. One problem. It's like, what went? Well, you're a woman. <laughs> and it's just, it, the, the pitching of it is brilliant. And then Tommy Lee Jones like, I like her, hire her. <laughs> it's... Um, De Niro and Zach Braff bounce off each other really fucking well. Because <laughs> Zach Braff has no idea what's going on. He just thinks they're making a movie. <laughs> um, and Tommy Lee Jones constantly thinks that he's gay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's, yeah. But not like in a, he's being homophobic towards it. He just thinks that he's gay and he's cool with it. <laughs> but Zach Braff doesn't, he's like, why does he keep thinking this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a fun time with the comeback trail. It's not amazing, or it's a everyone should run out and watch it now. But it's ninety minutes, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, I've got more. I'm gonna keep going. I, I, I just can't wait. <laughs> I rewatched What's Your Number. Good, because because I, I feel like I should start building a collection of movies that I have watched more than any other human. Yeah. I like What's Your Number. It's it's Anna Faris and Chris Evans just kind of bipping about, just kind of flirting. It's fun. There's a thing that Anna Faris' character during it keeps on um, not attending like holiday things or like blaming reasons why she's not been to like family events because she's growing out her bangs. That always reminds me of you, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing alright with that this time. Yep. Yeah, you are. You're not doing too bad. No. Yeah. It's been a good long while. I can go to family events again soon. Yeah. Uh, rewatch Friends with Money. Uh, the Nicole oh, yeah. Oh, movie. Um, this is... I, I watched this a long time ago. It's like a 15, 16 year old movie. And I think I watched it in the cinema when it came out at like City Screen. Who'd you go with? Went on my own. And you wouldn't come with me. Yeah, I think you. When I started explaining to it, and you went, "That sounds boring. Go on your own." <laughs> <laughs> so, friends' money. It, it's. Um, I mean, 
it literally is what it sounds like it's about um Jennifer Aniston's character Olivia is the only one of her friends group that isn't really wealthy um and she comes from like a wealthy family but it ends up now that she's just a and it's the thing they constantly refer to as just being a maid and she's like I'm kind of fine with being a, a, a housekeeper mm. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it I'm not a maid I'm a, I'm a cleaner I clean people's houses but it's just that she's it's all about the fact that she's got really just no confidence in herself because she's been bruised by this relationship that she's had. Yeah. Um, and then it's the rest of them, uh, like um, Simon McBurney's character is married to Francis McDormand's character. Francis McDormand's character is a... Francis McDormand's character is Francis McDormand now. Oh, so not bad. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> she... like. Um, Sam Bernie, his character, well, like, Francis Thomas' character is she's like a she's a fashion designer, mm. um, and everyone is constantly saying, you know, I saw someone wearing one of your coats the other day. It looks amazing. She's like, yeah, yeah. And then somebody else will go, I mean, they're really expensive though, aren't they? And she's like, yeah, I do sell shit for a really ridiculous amount of money. But like the whole thing of the film is like she stopped bathing, she stopped washing her hair, and she's the idea is she's going through. Like the change, mm. um, but she like keeps like shouting at people. Like someone cuts in front of her in line at the grocery store, and she fully fucking flips out. And it's like it, to an unreasonable level. Yeah. And like someone, um, like she gets really angry because um, she had someone's kid around playing with her kid at her house, and the parents didn't even say thank you. Um, and then all of, like everyone thinks that Simon Burney's character, her husband, is gay because he really likes clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the thing is, it, it's kind of fun, but you are watching it going, yeah, these people are dickheads, mm. and they're all realizing and acknowledging that they're kind of dickheads. I don't think I can watch her and stuff anymore. It, it, it is alarming how much you're watching go right. This is basically what you're like in interviews now. Mm. It's I kind of, kind I kind of, of like weird. to rewatch three billboards, but I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. I also rewatched Alfie, the two thousand and four Alfie. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? I actually really kind of kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> it's quite good. Yeah. It could never be made now. <laughs> it's like eighteen years old, and it could never be made now because. It essentially is about a guy who is materialistic, admits it, and just fucks around. But at the end, it, it, it does it, it does get to the point of where he realizes that he, that he shouldn't have, and that it's not a fulfilling life, and it's fucked up. And the thing is, it, the weirdness of the movie is it's probably not that great a movie. Um, but. Jude Law is so good in it. Like, he's very good at the flashy, look, I can walk into a bar and every woman wants to fuck me kind of thing. Mm. He's very good at that. And it's a lot of fourth wall break. He's constantly turning around to the camera and talking to the camera and involving you in it. But it's the it's the bits where things start to go wrong mm. that he's really good at. And the thing is... The movie was sold on all the, look, here's Jude Law being Michael Caine and everyone wants to fuck him. But the good bits are 
the bit where like when he goes to Susan Sarandon and he's, he's deciding, look, I, I want to make up a change. I want to try and make a bit of a thing of this. You know, we could be a bit of an item. And she's got another guy in the bedroom. And he's like, oh, this is how it feels. Mm, yeah. Mm. And the when he finds out that uh, that Nina Long, who he thinks at the start, has um, has terminated a baby, and he goes just to see them, her and uh, Omar Epps, because he's he's essentially he's. he's he slept with his best friend's part, uh, partner when they were on a kind of break. Mm. And then they got back together like the next day and moved away. And this is the first time I went to see him like nearly a year later. Yeah. And the baby that he thought she'd got rid of, she had a, she'd had, and it's his baby. Oh. But he's like, oh, I need to go because, yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm that kid's biological dad, but I'm not that kid's dad. Yeah, and it's like it, there's a bit of it him kind of explaining and going, I did the right thing, but it was the wrong. It's, it's the wrong thing at the same time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, and he has like he has like this, this breakdown. But it, it's Duke Law is a very good actor, mm. and so you you watch it going, you kind of feeling from going, but this is what did you think was going to happen? Mm. It's actually, it's. It's that thing of, and maybe I'm just partial to these type of movies because there's filth had a similar kind of to a much larger fucking scale <laughs> on me of yeah. these people where you're watching it going, you know, you but he's a dick, but he's a dick, but he's a dick, and then you go, oh, but he's up and spoke up, um, <laughs> and it's that, yeah, it's, but I I, I I had probably a better time than I probably should admit to. Fair enough. Um, hmm. And then I watched It Could Happen to You. I bet you'd watch this. Um, <laughs> it Could Happen to You was like a fucking runaway, like, weird, like, springtime hit, I think, in, like, 94. Right. Where, like, nobody was talking about it, and then all of a sudden, everybody was speaking about this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember it, because I was already, like, into Nick Cage, and I went to see it at the cinema. Uh, like I think I went like three times to see this at the cinema. I went on my own every single time, yeah. Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a fucking delight of a movie. <laughs> you know, the whole movie is about just like two people who are just really nice people. <laughs> and that, yeah, that, every, that all these bad things happen to them, but at the end, you've kind of got a little bit of a it's a wonderful life thing. Of like just everybody around New York, and it, it's riffing on it, and it knows what it's doing. Mm. That everyone in New York City just sends them a check to kind of get them back on their feet Aww. because they got screwed over. But yeah, it could happen to you. Is a an absolute delight of a watch. Watch, I fucking loved it. It's a big old hug of a movie, Aww. and I would suggest to people if you are lucky enough to be in like a. A, a, a job or anything like that where you get a little bit of time off at Christmas even if it's a few days and you've got that little bit between Christmas and New Year where you're going I'm not sure am I still watching Christmas movies or not I just want something nice I want something wholesome It Could Happen to You is the movie you need to watch I get almost two weeks off fuck you um, so yeah that, that, that that's me I, I, I watched a lot I'm going to set you a little challenge what 
I need you to watch one non-rom-com type movie next week. I I, I reject that. <laughs> <Fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> I reject that. I will. What's it? What else have I got downloaded and ready to go? Yep, I think they're all rom-coms, Becky. So no. <laughs> I am fine with watching rom-coms. Yeah. Go on. What you watched? I bet. Mean, I bet mean, it's just all violence and gore, isn't it? <laughs> Might be. Um, okay, so this is kind of well, the ones that I've watched on my own <coughs> are all kind of. It was a bit of a project that I decided to undertake after after watching. Well, no, actually, after listening to the episode of the King Cast where they talk. King to... Cast has become your your blank check, hasn't it? It has a little bit, yeah. But they they talk to the kids out of the original miniseries for it. Yeah. They talk to Beverly, Ben, and Stan, which obviously are not with the, the actors, real not the real people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not the characters. No, not the characters. Um, and I was like, do you know what? Do you know what? I wouldn't mind giving a rewatch. The 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 remakes, the the actual movies. Because I've not really watched them since they came out. Remakes. You know, like It and It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, kind of. Um, so, yeah, and I've not really felt any kind of compulsion to go back and watch them. Which is weird, because I've re- I've watched the miniseries a bajillion times. I've read the book a bajillion times. But the movies, I just never felt drawn to watching them again. And... I wish I hadn't. <laughs> they're so... They're just so nothing. And I think it's... If if the miniseries didn't exist, I think they'd be, they'd be fine. But it does. And it's fucking way better. And it's a TV miniseries. It is better. It just is. It, it feels scary and it feels tense and the i said to you like the only word i could think of to kind of describe it is the 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 films feel really sanitized Mm. and i don't know whether it's like a, a modern audience kind of thing and things are made differently now and you could get away with showing really terrified children back when the miniseries was made more than you can now but I think, I think I really think it's low. more that the, the, the children look like children rather than young adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so quite disappointing. So after that disappointment, I rewatched the miniseries, which I won't speak on at length because obviously it is TV and you guys are real snobby about that. But it's fucking awesome. It's just really fucking good. And it's more faithful to the book and... The kids feel like actual kids, like you say. Um, Tim Curry is fantastic as Pennywise. Like, see, that's another thing. I think Bill Bill Skarsgård, Skarsgård, yeah, does a really good job as his Pennywise. I think as as he's clearly being directed, he does a good job at that. But he's never not a bit creepy. Yeah. Like, even when he's not scary, full-on Pennywise, he's still a bit creepy because of the outfit and because he's just that weird thing with his eyes and blah, 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 blah. But 
Tim Curry's Pennywise when he's just a clown not being like trying to bite people he, he does just look like like a little tubby clown with a balloon you know you, you can see why kids would be drawn to him and mm. why he would choose that form whereas in the in the movies he's always creepy you wouldn't approach him mm. so yeah miniseries very good I need to I need to rewatch the films at some point. I've got them both on iTunes. Like I remember liking them. Like that's the mm. thing. But I've only seen Chapter Two the once in the cinema, and I've had it on iTunes for like probably two years, and I've not actually watched it. Is that yeah. because is that because it's so long? It is really. It is really like long. it's, it's getting, getting on for free in it. Yeah. Yeah. It Chapter Two. It, it, it is getting on for three hours. Yeah, one hundred and sixty-nine minutes. It's eleven minutes longer than Tar. I don't like like some of the bollocksy changes they make as well, and like some of the stuff. For, I said I said this to you as well, didn't I? For the length of it, some of the like really quite foundational stuff that they miss out is baffling to me. Because they just, it's just too long. Like the character of Mike, they've they've fucked that up completely. Yeah, well, they, they completely change the story, don't they? Hmm. I mean. It's eleven minutes longer than Tar, but Tar's about a real person. Yeah, and and yet it is longer. It's crazy. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. What have you been watching here? Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, fair few. Um, so uh, rewatch the Wolf of Wall Street because uh, I got the four K. Uh, that film fucking rules. Yeah, it's the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it, not much more needs to be said. It just it's incredibly I, I, I entertaining. Letterbox um, review of it was perfection. Maybe the fastest three hours ever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Every day yeah. when Mark goes and spends a fortune on his lunch, and I get a notification for our joint account, I send him the the gif of Jordan Belfort stood on his yacht, fanning money out of people. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> What, like he's just getting like a fucking Tesco meal deal or something, making sure he's using his club card and then you fucking send that to him. Yeah. Yeah, and then follow it up with a, with a hey, Mr. Rockefeller. That's fucking mean. <laughs> uh, that's funny though. Um, so yeah, I, I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched uh, Slenderman. Um, so Bex, you watched <laughs> this, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I'm that, that, that when you mentioned on WhatsApp you, you were, we'd watch Slenderman, I, I, I responded with, mate, even Bex thought that was shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, How did that go? Uh, look, I mean, it is shit, but I thought that it was maybe trying to do some interesting shit, shit visually at times, but the, the problem is that it's so ill-defined what Slenderman is and, like, what his kind of powers are and whatnot that by the end of it, spoiler alert for the end of Slenderman, he, like, subsumes the lead girl into, like, a tree. And he's a tree. And it was just like, what? But, okay, is that a, th- a Slenderman thing, is it? It's just, like... He's around, and then he seems to have powers to make people think that they're 
like doing things that they're not kind of like um uh, our beloved gabriel from malignant um and and but then other times not it just it's and it, it's like but it's kind of a ring thing where it's like they watch a youtube video and then they maybe die in seven days it's just everything is very ill-defined but yeah yeah but it looked like they made some effort visually and that kind of kept me like uh kept my attention it it, i mean it's shit but I, i i don't know it kind of feels like at least they put some effort into how it fucking looked um Rewatched Man of Tai Chi. How um, was that? I've got to go back and rewatch that. We reviewed that years ago. It's it's Keanu Reeves just directing a director video action film about a guy getting paid to fight. <laughs> it's his directorial debut on it as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's so weird that Keanu Reeves directed this. And I mean, there's some. Um, incredible Keanu Reeves moments there's a moment there's a moment where he screams right into the camera which is sensational um there's also like a montage has been prepared of like the the guy and like his journey to this fight at the end where it's made up of basically clips of the film and it's just like how did he not notice the camera right in front of him um which, which is great but yeah, I mean, it's... Do, do, the fight... Do you know what I love about that, about, 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 about that movie, though? Kind of, to an extent. Yeah. It was the fact is that, like, it, he'd not had, like, an outright hit since, like, the Matrix movies. Because Constantine had not really... It, it, it wasn't quite a bomb, but it wasn't as big a hit as they expected it to be. And he'd made some interesting movies, but he'd never had, like, a hit. And then he had... Man of Tai Chi, which is directorial debut, which cost, uh, you know, not loads of money, but cost like, I think it was like 25 mil or something like that. And it made like nothing. And he had yeah. 47 Ronan in the same year. And that, you know, that cost, you know, in excess of 200 million and bombed. And it was kind of like people going, well, that's probably it for Keanu Reeves, the movie star. It, it, it's kind of finished. Oh, wait a minute, like a few months later, fucking John Wick. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a mad career of ups and downs. And I mean, like th- this, it's um, the the lead guy's decent. Keanu Reeves is a good bad guy. The fight cho- the choreography is by Yuen Wu-Ping and it looks good. But it just, it is odd that this is the film that Keanu Reeves directed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like 3.5 out of 5. I, I think it's it, it's good fun while it's on. So, you know. There's a there's a shitload worse you could watch, uh, like Disenchanted. Um, so uh, this is the Disney Plus streaming premiere sequel to Enchanted. Uh, this film is two hours long, um, and it, it no um, story. Amy Adams, uh, the, the 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 McDreamy man from Grey's Anatomy. Patrick, uh, Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey, yeah, that's him, um, and uh, the kid from the first one, but cast a bit of different person this time round. Um, uh, move away from New York and uh, to a small town. 
Um, things are not going very well there. And Amy Adams uh, is given a wishing wand and wishes that everything was like a uh, fairy tale again. Um, and then basically she's the girl's stepmother and they're in a fairy tale. So she becomes a wicked stepmother. Um, she has a good, she does well in indulging the kind of like the wicked stepmother kind kind of stuff. She has fun with that. Uh, like fun musical number with her and Maya Rudolph, who's playing like a wicked queen. Um, and they're both talking about how they're both bad and how they're going to get each other, which is it is quite like a, a jazzy, fun kind of song. Rest of them could not really remember. Um, Griffin Newman of Blank Check voices Pip the Chipmunk, who becomes Pip the Evil Cat. And he improved. Uh, so on Blank Check, there is a running thing about how he has back problems. And he actually managed to get a line in there about how the chipmunk has sciatica. And it was his idea. And they actually went for it. So good, good on Griffin Newman. Um, he's he, like, for what it's worth, he's he's fine in it. He's a he's a good he's a decent vocal performer, and he's he's fine. Um, but yeah, also Amy Adams gets a few musical numbers. Adina Menzel, who was in the first one in a non-singing role, comes back in this one, does a song, and just completely blows the fucking doors off. And it's almost embarrassing for Amy Adams. Um. <laughs> But it just, not an awful lot of production value, insanely convoluted. There are a lot of characters. Can't really decide what it wants to focus on. Um, And yeah, I was really disappointed by it. I liked Enchanted. I was disappointed by this. And the animated set, there's like a couple of animated sections and they look like shit. So uh, well done, everyone. Disenchanted, not great. Amy Adams needs um, to, yeah, needs to do something good. And it's brutal because she's she she and Patrick. I mean, the entire cast are putting a shift in. They are. It's just the material isn't there. Um, but yeah, Amy Adams needs to. Well, her next sort film, her shit out. Her next film is a, a Night Bitch. Night Bitch by yeah Maria Heller. Um, and I'm just reading the synopsis. It, it, so far, it, it, it's her and Scoop McNary. Uh, the synopsis, a woman taking care of her toddler begins to believe that she is turning it into a canine. Great. Yep. Good. Let's see how that goes. Oh, it's got the um, sister out of Happiest Season in it, though. Who's That's that positive. now? Another nice one that does the picture in... Happiest season that gets broke. The one she, sh- oh, is she not the the one that she should have got with? No, no, that's Aubrey Plaza. That's a, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, the sister that makes the like she does the painting or something, doesn't she? Is it a painting? I can't fucking remember, dude. Yeah. And they're all mean to her because she's like a lot. Who's that then? Who's the actress? Mary Holland, I think it said. Oh, fuck, I don't... That's completely gone out of my memory. Sorry, Bex. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Better is Spirited. Uh, so this is the Apple TV, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds take on A Christmas Carol. Uh, it's quite fun. 
it, 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 it's not a barnstormer. Don't get me wrong, um, but it's got a couple of decent songs in it. Looks like it costs more than a fiver. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are good together. Actually, they they play off each other very well. Um, it, it's it's a nice time. Is spirited. Um, it's there's a couple of musical numbers that they reprise, and it's a little bit. That was some unjustified confidence. Sorry, forgive me. Lossie's going to bed. Right, no, no, babe. Love you. Um, I'm just going to close the door, and I'll need to keep it down a little bit now. Um, so yeah, and it, it the, the these musical numbers where they're they're almost kind of thinking like people are going to love these, so we'll do this again at the end. And it's just like now, nah, mate. Um, it, it's the great showman La La Land guys, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the uh, dear Evan Hansen guys, if yeah. I m- remember correctly. Um, so, but yeah, you know, it's um, also actually I will say the ending's really good as well. Uh, it went in a direction that I wasn't really expecting, but it um, ended strong. So uh, yeah, I, I I quite liked it. I don't know whether it would instantly go into the rotation, but it's one of those ones I would happily stick on again. Um, so yeah, spirited. It's um, it, it, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, what is bad uh, is uh, the Netflix Lindsay Lohan Christmas film Falling for Christmas. So this is this is this is. Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. Ian watched this and Mark didn't. But but we know that I watch these Netflix you Christmas do like films. Netflix Christmas movies. Um, and as my review of this film says on Letterbox, much less than I would normally expect from the good people of Motion Picture Corporation of America. Yeah. So Motion Motion Picture Corporation of America do all these Netflix connected Christmas universe films. Um, this has the most egregious one of those connections, where at one point Lindsay Lohan is watching one of those films on Netflix. <laughs> So oh. basically, it feels like maybe a multiverse is coming, um, which would be wonderful. So, um, falling for Christmas, Lindsay Lohan is the daughter of a rich guy who uh, is getting married to a dickhead. Um, she uh, bangs her head in a, uh, a, a, a. She falls off a mountain and bangs her head, and Cord Overstreet of Glee fame apparently. Um, plays uh, an owner of a small family-run hotel who finds her. Um, she's lost her memory. It's kind of overboard, except he's not tricking her. He doesn't really know who she is. Um, and then, will she fall for him? Let's see. She's certainly falling for Christmas. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is... Um, Every single one of these films just has the same basic structure and whether you vibe with just the characters and whatnot basically dictates whether you enjoy it or not. And I did I did I did not vibe with them. Uh really, really low production value as well. Like like even for these films, really low production value. Um and these films need to stop having Character, dad characters who have cute little daughters um, but the mums have conveniently died years before the start of the story so they can fall in love with someone on screen it is 
that stuff is so Netflix algorithm. It you it, it's almost like you can hear the computational uh, turn uh, whirrings in the background. <laughs> um, it's um, yeah, it's it's. I was quite looking forward to this um, because I I like this shite at this time of year, but this was just shite. So falling for Christmas. Uh, last one for me this week. Uh, another Netflix film and the first film I watched on my new 55-inch OLED TV. I'm in the future, baby. Um, uh, The Wonder. So this is the Florence Pugh starring film directed by Sebastian Lelio, uh, who directed A Fantastic Woman a few years back. And uh, this Florence Pugh plays a nurse who is sent to Ireland to investigate and kind of stand watch of a girl who has not eaten anything for four months, uh, does not appear ill, and um, claims that she is surviving off of manna from heaven. Um, I didn't know and, uh, a fantastic woman. Uh, what is it? Another one, I, I believe we reviewed this, didn't we? The podcast. A fantastic woman? Yeah. Yeah, I think we might have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely watched it around Oscar time a few years back. Yeah. Um, so uh yeah this is this is interesting. I don't want to spoil anything, but it de- yeah, it starts at a place that you don't expect and it kind of sets you up for the theme of the film being about how people need to believe in stories. I know that sounds vague, but it would make make sense when you watch it if you watch it. Um and um yeah it's just about power of belief and how being certain of things can be both inspiring and also really really troubling um I mean, there is some major kid in peril stuff here, so Mark will love it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, 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 you know, not not film of the year material, um, but I thought it was really it was interesting. Um, it, yeah, it. It it kind of like the end. The third act is odd, um, because it kind of just got. I don't want, again. I don't want to spoil it, but it goes in a rather more conventional direction than I was maybe expecting. Um, in, in terms of actually what is happening in in the plot of the film, but up until that point, it's just it, it it's a really odd duck of a film. And it's one where, for the for all that Netflix it, it pile money into shite, they also pile money into interesting bits of work like this. Yeah, um, they pick up randoms, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Weird film, but and we'll get to it, it at some point for sure. Yeah, it's quite quietly effective i think i would say but it may not be to everyone's taste and i could i i i, I think that's fine to be honest but yeah I, I i i thought it was good um so yeah uh that's me so let's talk about the menu who are you margo 
My name is Marco. I've served many Margos. You're not a Margo. No. What the fuck does it matter? It matters because this menu, this guest list, this entire evening has been painstakingly planned. And you are not a part of that plan. And it's spoiling everything. In order to proceed, I have to know where to seat you. With us or with them. It's really, it's very important. And then you'll let me live? That you live? No. Of course not. Can't you see that? And that'd ruin the menu. Directed by Ali G in the house's Mark Mylod. And uh, starring um, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Ray Fiennes, Nicholas Holt. He asked um, her to watch your number. Oh, did he really? He did, there yeah. you go. Um, it's a wild career. Um, Try to make your film uh, choices more highbrow, Mark. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> nice. And uh, John Leguizamo. And uh, yeah, um, people go to a restaurant. The head chef is Ray Fiennes. Weird shit goes down. There you go. That wasn't IMDb. I came up with that all by myself. Um, so, uh, Mark, the menu, did you find it delicious? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I had a great time with the menu. <laughs> um, it's... it The fact that you've got... that it, It's kind of a, a telling off of um of pretensions is brilliant um but then you have like all of the the characters within it at, like representing different levels of of, of of the the ridiculousness um i mean nicholas holt being very you know being really into it i i, I liked i like i liked where they went with his character um I I'd read somewhere that it went a little bit of a different way, but I think it was just maybe somebody worded something not quite as as well as they maybe wanted to. Yeah. I I'd read that all this random shit's going on and he's just really enjoying the food, whereas it's not. He's very much involved in kind of what's going on, mm. but he is also really enjoying the food. He is really enjoying. Yeah. The food. Um, yeah, all of the cast are all fun <laughs> in it, and the fact is, it, it, it is predominantly one location, and I really, I, I, I dig when when filmmakers can do that, can make something interesting that is predominantly one location. It's yeah. not quite all just in the restaurant; it plays around a little bit more, but I, I, I like that aesthetic of it. And it's her joy is. Is probably perfectly cast for this. Um, all the cast seem well into it. It's just a it's just a really good time. And the, and the fucking ending. I remember, guys, we're all spoilers all the time. The ending is fucking beautiful. <laughs> once once they start putting the marshmallows around him, you're going, "This is fucking." It's great. fucking smalls. It's smalls. fucking smalls. <laughs> this is fucking great. <laughs> we were in a it was, there was a few people it wasn't loads was there but it was a a decent enough attended screening of this on like a um, Monday night was it when? was it Tuesday night? Tuesday? yeah it was Tuesday night on a, a Tuesday night and everybody was having a really good time with it weren't they? yeah 
Yeah. Everyone was laughing an awful lot. Don't think as much as me, but <laughs> they were. It it just I mean that the suspension of disbelief is something that you really really need to have for this film. But by the end of it, it's like yeah, do you know what? Fuck it. Ray Fiennes has turned these people into human s'mores. Then the restaurant blows up and Anya Taylor-Joy watches it while eating a really nice cheeseburger. End. Yeah. End. Brilliant ending. If it weren't for the tar ending, one of the end, the, the ending of the year, perhaps, for me. Um, just fantastic. But yeah, Bex, your thoughts? See, I don't know about how much suspension of disbelief you really need for this movie. Like, it's exaggerated, but I could see there being... Like, (sighs) foodies are pretentious. They just are. And, like, if they're there and they're like, oh, my God, no, it's just, like, it's a conceptual, it's a performance piece. I could could see that. Oh, yeah. And, like, obviously the the finger-chopping-off thing, that it gets to the point where you can't really deny it anymore. But I feel like up to a point, there's quite a lot that would be accepted. Oh yeah, there's there's, there's way more that would be accepted than you would think. <laughs> and like, oh no, yeah. There is bits, and it's like, oh, yeah, but that, that that bone marrow thing does look really fucking tasty. I'd like to try that. Like the, the, the little fucking like menu bits coming up within the film, oh, and then it just yeah. starts taking the bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like like what is it? Um, Tyler's shit. Tyler's bullshit. Tyler's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, sorry, sorry, Bex, come on. But yeah, I mean, I just like as a as a commentary on that world, the food critic, overly pretentious restaurant bullshit. I think it's absolutely magnificent. Like yeah. the kind, the, all all the different kinds of people seem to be like represented. The the overly snarky food critic, the the fanboy that thinks he could also do it and then gets taken down a peg, the celebrity who's just there to say that he's been there. Like it, 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 I think it just serves as a really good, exaggerated, but, but good snapshot of that. Yeah. And, you know, as someone who's worked in a restaurant, it, it's quite satisfying as well that they've just fucking snapped and decided to, like, you've taken all of the joy out of this thing that I used to love and now I want to fucking murder you all. I want to murder you all. Except for you, because you wanted a fucking cheeseburger. Yeah. You you have your burger. I like making burgers for you. Go on, there's your to-go box. Fuck off. And everyone else gets made into smalls. I, f- I thought it was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- maybe exaggerated is, like, more... Now you're kind of explaining it that way, but so, yeah, I think that's maybe more what... What what it is I like because I I was thinking why are all these people behind him like why are they just going with it but you're right if they've all just basically snapped and gone fuck it this is what we're doing with our lives we're just making this bullshit food for bullshit people <laughs> yeah yeah then uh, yeah actually yeah all right fair enough and like the Nicholas Holt character <laughs> just like the fact that he fucking knew about it. And then just like didn't, and and, and just went. Still go. Yeah, I mean that is wonderful. But again, that dickhead. You could imagine him doing. And I like the fact that through the film, he is a dickhead, 
and it, 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 you are kind of wondering why is she with him so then when it's kind of revealed okay he just played for an escort and was just like right I'm going to take you to a really really good restaurant <laughs> and she's like yeah alright then you know it's like okay fine that's, that's perfect um, yeah and I mean like, I thought the dynamic between Taylor Joy and Fines was, was fantastic like the fact that early on he's got a like a kind of a kinship thing going with her he's got a read on her aren't he that she, like, yeah, that she's not she's, she's, she's not part of this fucking she's not in on it <laughs> that don't yeah, impress yeah, her it, much exactly and I you know I, I think that's that, that that's great um I mean, like, Hong Chao, kind of like, when she's just like, you're not going to replace me, and tries to kill her, was a bit... I mean, you're not going to replace me, but hang on a second, you're all planning on killing yourselves in, like, half an hour's time. Um, You know, it was just... There were little bits like that, but... You know, that's what kind of, like, stops it from being higher than a four out of five for me, but a four out of five is still bloody good. Yeah. That, that, so, that's where I am as well. Yeah, yeah. I it, it just it's fun. It, it it just it's it's a fun time. I mean I I I kinda I, basically I'd describe I'd describe it as like a more classy Shudder original. Yeah, which I think is about right to be honest. You know, yeah, it, 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 you know that ending, the like the okay, you're gonna make human s'mores, does kind of <laughs> feel like something that would be like a dark comic ending to something that was on Shudder. It's it, it you watch it going. I think this is what Ari Aster is trying to I do. I was just about to say, yeah, that's that. a great point. Yeah, that, I was just about to say this is this is properly what prestige horror wants to be, prestigious. But without forgetting to be horror, as I, well. I did enjoy a, 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 a lot of colour palette nods to the, the way of the thief and all of that. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, Do you know what I really enjoyed? It's just a really the disgust mm. on your Taylor Joy's face when she's like, "Don't say mouthfeel." Yeah. Oh yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, and the birthday yeah. cake. <laughs> it seemed hilarious three hours ago. <laughs> it's, it, it's just the fact that Rafe finds barely ever kind of like the facade barely cracks. And like he's, like he's singing happy birthday and it's not like he's doing it to kind of torture them. It's just in his head, he's like, I'm still putting on a menu here. I'm going to sing happy birthday. Like we're all going to sing happy birthday and we're all going to mean it. You know, it, it just, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just such a funny, odd little duck of a film that's got this weirdly stacked cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, it, yeah, I mean, it just, it's a, yeah, it's a good deal of fun. It, it, yeah. I was talking about it the other day, I saw on something, and was saying, he, he might, he read the script. Somebody gave him the script. He read the script and was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm doing this. I will play whoever you want me to play. I will I even mean, play. You... I will if you wanna if you wanna have it as me. I will do that. This is great." 
Oh god, and it just reminded me of the bit where like his assistant is like, "Well, why me?" And he's just like, "Did you go to college? Yeah, Brown. Did you pay student loans? Nope. Yeah, you're dying. Yeah, you're too. gonna die too. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's just it's ace. It's really really good. Um, yeah, it's just so some clever ideas like the tortillas with like their darkest secrets on them, just printed on fucking tortillas. <laughs> it's great. Um, but then it's like, but then it, like Nicholas Holt just eat like eating his one and just be like, this is really good. <laughs> oh god, and when they keep bringing that woman balls of broken emulsion. <laughs> and the balls just keep getting bigger yeah <laughs> oh, fucking great um yeah it really really it, it just you know the trailer absolutely sold what it was the trailer looked fun the film is fun it's uh very very definitely not shit and i i get with like the 45 day window before it goes on Disney plus kind of thing. I could see this popping up on Disney plus like first week of the new year. Yeah. And I'm very, very up for like of a Friday night, dark, cold January night, just sticking this back on and having fun for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's just, it's just a good time. It's it's, it's I, we will definitely watch it again. Will we? Mm. Yeah. Definitely, yep. definitely not shit. And yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good length as well. <laughs> not too mm-hmm. long. It was actually, yeah. Yeah, definitely not shit for me. Yeah, definitely not shit. Uh, audience poll, definitely not shit, 80%. Uh, and Geostorm, nice. 20%. Okay. I can see a Geostorm in there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, Twitter questions. Well, I didn't put out anything for Twitter questions. Uh, okay. Partially because I forgot. Uh, and the mm. other part is because I I put out that it was our 10th anniversary show and asked for sort of like anyone to put out in that, their highlights and then I think I, mm. my brain thought that was a question. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Rick Kidd said us, um, in various U-turns on physical media, <laughs> Mark's story about bringing home a snake and a duffel bag. Becky telling Mark, you're an idiot for liking bad films. You are an idiot. Me, yeah. me being part of Ian's Patreon Bond episodes, but really it's all the nice. laughs and entertainment. Thank you. Aww. Um, oh, cheers, buddy. Uh, Dylan Black Lanterns, I refuse to believe it's been 10 years. No way, never. My highlights have been at Doofus rant about Elon, Becky joined the show, and Ian finding recording time, but finally saw the back of him eating dinner during each episode, and no more sounds of scraping nights Oh fuck yeah! I'm so sorry, but that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> for, for, yeah, for a little I, bit, not I, not, as, not that long. <laughs> for a little bit, I used to be I used to be pretty bad with that. Fucking <laughs> no. that's funny. Um, I believe we have some voicemails as well, don't we? Uh, we do. I'm thinking, um, just because I'm an idiot when I edit this, that we'll um, we'll end the show with those. Yes. So I don't have to find things. So at the end of the show, you will hear voicemails from uh, Ethan and uh, Mike. And um, thank you very, very much both. Um, really meant a lot that you guys took the time to do yeah. those. So thank you. Genuinely did. Yeah. 
really they, um, like massive like listening to those it, it, you know and all the fe- any, any of the feedback we get it, it is always really genuinely like it makes you go this is lovely <laughs> yeah 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 you know the fact that yeah. you know it's been 10 years but I, I, I i'm gonna go a little bit sopping on this um but it's like you know there's a lot has happened to the three of us in the past 10 years you know Ian's had an hmm. entire child. A whole child? Yes. Wow. Um, yeah. Been a lot go on, but it's been, yeah, and it, it just, it's been fucking great. It's been a therapeutic thing. I think it got us through some tough times. Uh, it is. Yep. It was good for preserving sanity through lockdown. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Very right good. Um, and yeah. I, I, it is just, it's awesome the fact that, like, when you hear people say that you're part of their routine. Hmm. That's fucking cool. <laughs> because I have podcasts that are part of my routine. I have podcasts that I listen to at certain times. Mm. And it's weird to know that, 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 that we do that to somebody else. It's fucking odd. It's mind-blowing. It is. It's it's bizarre. And people li- listening through me fucking eating dinner <laughs> and shit. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's something... Uh, I, I, just that that kind of like sanity point during COVID. I mean, look, I know we mentioned it before, but like the fucking desperation that we had to kind of like re- <laughs> find stuff to record. But Content. you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But the, the you know, we 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 got through it, and just talking all that shit out, I think certainly helped my state of mind. Oh, no, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, on on onwards and upwards. You know, we got no no like intent of packing it up anytime soon. I don't know why we would. No. So we yeah, we just keep on keeping on. You know, as we said towards the start of the show, like the the good times are rolling. You know, cinemas are still around. You know, films are performing well in spots, and that's just gonna that's just gonna continue on next year. Um, and I've got a new TV that looks better than the fucking Cineworld does, so I'm gravy yep. right now. I think we're, we're planning on, in the next couple of weeks, aren't we, taking the plunge and going fully in on Parkway, aren't we? Fucking hell, I thought you were going on about getting a new TV then. No, I think you'd kill me. Absolutely um, fucking not, no. Yeah, I think we're taking the plunge and we've got full Parkway, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Um, but yeah, the, and as well, there is a movie coming out that... If it is anywhere near as good as the trailer makes out, it's going to be. It, it, my brain is going. This is like fucking top ten ever. What's that? Babylon. Oh yeah, you are super excited. I am. I, I just if if fair point. If, if the movie is that trailer, but three hours of it, and is as apparently just this is relentlessly just one paced, but it is like sprinting down a hill on cocaine then fucking yeah 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 fucking yeah. I am just yeah cannot wait <laughs> already already mentally planning thinking I might go to an afternoon screening so I can walk out and then walk the fuck walk out go to that fucking um, all you can eat fucking meat place oh. eat and then go back in have you told Ian about the meat place I don't think I know we went to a Rhodesia restaurant thing. Mm. You know, where they just bring food around on skewers and just keep carving it onto your plate until you make them stop. I mean, I, 
you know, I've 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 tried that. V- uh, uh, Viva Brazil in Cardiff is supposed to be like that, but um, I it was like two hours that's supposed to be unlimited, and at one point the guys stopped serving, like he, he, like they they slowed down and stopped serving our table. I was just like, come on, let's have let's have some more. I'd had a bit to drink, um, and they were just like, well, we say unlimited, but it's unlimited to your health. And I, and I was just like, you're not a doctor. Like, give me more. And they did not appreciate that at all. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so yeah. If, if it actually is all you can eat... They literally just keep bringing it, Yeah, they? yeah, we didn't have that problem. We, yeah, we, yeah just meat after meat right. after meat. Yeah, they just kept bringing it out going... They're just saying, like, uh, fucking, like, 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 garlic steak. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, why not? Yeah. I feel, so, I feel like I could put them to the test, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they cook it all medium rare, don't they? Standard. Yeah. They, they were like, Ooh. oh, how how would you normally have it? And we were like, oh, well, like rare, but medium rare is fine. They cooked with a whole fucking skewer of, um, was it ribeye or something? Ribeye. Ribeye, rare, oh. and just kept bringing it and fucking carving it on the plate. <laughs> Honestly, it was like, it had oh. barely fucking seen any heat. It was amazing. Yeah, it, it was one of those great kind of like we, we didn't plan to go to this place either, did we? No, no. Where where have we we'd gone, gone to, to the, the we got the fair Christmas thing. fair thing in, in Beverly, haven't we? Yeah. And then we just happened to pass it. And we're like, fuck it, let's go in here. Sat down, had no idea how much it was either. No. <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize it was like good didn't realize like forty five quid ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we're like, right, fuck it. Uh, but then, yeah, they just kept bringing it out. But like, the service was fucking great. They were having yeah. a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like too like stuffy. It was just they were having fun. Mm. It was a restaurant where everybody in there was having a good time. Got to a point oh, where we were like strange. the last people eating, weren't we? So it was just like they were queuing up to come to our table and <laughs> slice food on. Oh, you had a little, you had a little card that yeah. you had out, and if it was green, yeah. they'd bring it up to your table. If you turned it round to red. They didn't. They just walked past it. But you could turn it back over again when you wanted. Mm. And they wanted you to eat more. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that's a service. Yeah, yeah they're like... They're, like we, we, we turned them over. And he, and he was like... The, the, one of the chefs was like, Oh, you can have a bit more, look, can't you? Go on, you can have a bit more. I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? <laughs> that sounds ace. It was really good. Fuck. What are we covering next week, Ian? <laughs> uh, so I assume... It was a bit sad. No, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I assume that we're going to cover glass onion yes. and bones and all. Yes, we're trying to do bones and all, aren't we, as well? Yes. 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 That's the plan, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was out, but yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We might even take Isabel to go and see bones and all because she likes Timothy Chalamet, oh, doesn't she? Oh, no, I don't really want to take a thirsty fucking 18 year old to see a Chalamet movie. <laughs> Sorry, Don- Donna's asking me to go into Lottie's room. Um,. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end it really abruptly. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Here's to another ten years. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Becky. Thanks, Ian. Thanks everyone. Thank you everybody. We'll have ten more fucking years. Let's go. Hell yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi folks, Ethan Barr here. Congratulations on ten years. From introducing us to terms like bobbins and which days of the week so which films. It's been a great decade of listening and it's a podcast that really recreates their like chatting to friends after a film. Good luck for ten more. Becky, Mark, Ian, ten years. Mike here, Cheese Trick vs. Spencer, Rewatch Project, Pod Syndicate. 
Yeah, gosh, ten years. So is that? Uh, I'm talking to myself here. It's it's seven forty-five in the morning on a Thursday. I'm in my office in uh, sunny Wellington, and I just thought that I would send you a voicemail and say congratulations on ten years for your show, your ubiquitous film bastards podcast. Um, but yeah, is that so? Is that ten years since Dude and a Monkey, or is that ten years since? Film bastards. Uh, either way, bloody hell, that's amazing. Um, you know, you've been a great, as I say, a great constant. And I think one of the th- one of the things I always think of when I think about film bastards is I don't know if you guys do this. I mentioned this recently when I sent some voicemail to um, Entertainment Landfill that I really strongly think of podcasts in the same way that I think of sensory memories. So I, I associate particular conversations um, with environments, places that I was when I was listening to the podcast. It's a real imprint, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, and I tend to listen to Film Bastards on a really specific part of my commute where I've just got the train in Wellington and I'm walking up this steep hill. So I always think of Film Bastards, of me, sweatily marching stridently uh, up a hill. And I think that that's a wonderful metaphor, really, in many ways, for just how you guys have weathered all of the, the changing faces of film and society. Because 10 years, I mean, a lot has happened in the culture and in film and in social media and all of these. And I like the fact that you guys haven't, you know, really changed your format to... Uh, and that's not a backhanded compliment. I think a lot of the time people have just been tried to be too reactive to that. And I love it. I guess the other thing as well is I, being the parent of two young children and having very limited time to watch things. I'm not as um, au fait with new releases as you guys are. Um, I don't tend to get out to the cinema that much, and often when I do, I'll go and see like repertory stuff. There's a big repertory cinema scene in Wellington. Yeah, so I, what I, I, the way I tend to listen to your show, and I'd be curious to know whether the listeners do this, is I'll often, more often than not, only listen to the news, um, what we've been watching, and trailer talk sections, and then I kind of take a, um, you know, I'll curate my future listening and go back and listen to previous episodes, feature reviews, when I finally get to them, probably three or four years after they actually come out. So, uh, yeah, that's the way that I, I consume your show. Uh, and I'm just glad that you guys keep going. And, you know, the, the, every podcast has its foibles. And I think some of the things I enjoy about your show is, well, Ian's Ian. You know, Ian, it's, you know, you're one of the first podcasters I ever listened to and reached out to. Uh, so I guess I always think of film community when I think of you. And I know that we, we always used to call you Mr. Movie <laughs> when uh, on, on uh, She's Stroker versus Spencer, whenever you'd send us a voicemail, you would, we'd always be like, hey, it's Mr. Movie. You know, your enthusiasm for film is uh, unwavering and unquestioned. Bex, I just love it when you give Mark shit. <laughs> you'll um, mispronounce something and um, you'll mercilessly rip the piss out of him and then wait long enough that Mark and the listener think you've forgotten about it and then cruelly bring it up again. That's, uh, that, that's wonderful. Uh, and Mark, just your contrariness and your love of all things shit. And I think one of the things that you and I share a lot, Mark, is kind of the specificity around... Um, time and environment of watching films you know you're a man after my own heart in the sense that you often will talk about how a film is a great uh, Sunday afternoon film or 
uh, a great movie to watch uh, on a rainy Tuesday when you've got uh, an ear infection. Uh, and I'm certainly down with that. So, uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you do your own thing. You've got your own voices. Uh, and I will always listen. And, yeah, I think a world where you guys aren't podcasting would be a very empty one. So, uh, yeah, keep on bastarding and I will keep on listening. And also, you guys are, in many ways, my link to the UK. You know, there's something just so hearing you talk about British supermarkets and just the everyday, I guess what you might call the mundanities of UK life, which have suddenly become very nostalgic and exotic to me. So I do appreciate that uh, I still have that link to the UK through listening to you guys. So, uh, but anyway, I've waffled enough. I'm going to get back to work. Uh, keep on trucking and I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye.